puppy, a little old lop-eared puppy. It's plain to see he's got a family tree. The image of his pappy is frisky and he's happy, and that's how a good pup should be. Doggone dog in the west. Here, yeller, come back, yeller. Best doggone dog in the west. Best doggone dog in the west. Hello there. Welcome to the show. I'm going to be just talking about some random things today. You know, all too often I hear people talk about children getting raped. All these stories about people raping children. You do realize that people on social media use children to get your eyes. How do they use the children? Well, by saying things like, they're out to get our children. Well, exactly how does a tranny talk about our children? Okay, A woman in a wig can't have those children, so they talk about our children to draw us in. True crime is all about children getting raped, murdered. But really, are they really many adults? People seem to treat them like they're many adults. Um, if you have children, are they on social media? Well, that's kind of treating them like a mini adult, right? You do realize that on social media, they're exposed to all kinds of pornography. You do realize on social media, these other kids are luring them into the satanic weave of flipping their own bodies. You might want to take a look at some of these things and read some of these children's comments. I read the comments on these shows. It's actually very alarming, and I don't even have children. My hair stands on end. Children say things like, I'm only nine right now, and I've got to wait until I can get on testosterone. They say things like, yeah, I wish I had a dad as cool as your dad. My dad is really a stiff. They won't even talk to me about getting on testosterone. These are children. They're on YouTube. It's the hunting ground for children. They have all those big family channels on there. Fun, fun, fun times, right? Well, you realize all those people are transgenders, right? You also realize those aren't their real children. Some of these big family channels, they don't even have the children around for the camera. One woman says she just had her, I think, ninth kid at 40-something. Well, kind of funny because the kids are never really around when the camera's rolling. How do you keep nine kids out of camera range? There's times when I have seen her actually sit there recording shows and I am sure those noises of children playing in the background are recorded noises of children in the background. It is one big, kind of like a soap opera, okay? And it is not a safe place for children. Just like children's literature, people think it's supposed to be wholesome, lovable, and generally known for feel-good material. After all, most kids aren't really emotionally equipped to handle seeing things that they would find depressing, dark, or disturbing. Any more than they should be on YouTube having discussions with strangers 
about wanting to go on drugs. It's the part that really alarms me, when I was a kid, we were doing a lot of crazy stuff, okay? And it's actually kind of lucky I'm here to talk to you because we did some crazy stuff as kids. But we never sat around and talked about surgeries. It just, it just strikes me as very strange. When I review these conversations these children are having, it just is very strange. What happens is they start chasing the next surgery, and I keep talking about repetitive behavior. If you get a kid to think long and hard enough about their body, they're going to find a lot of flaws. So leave that kid alone in their room at your own peril. They are not many adults. Let me talk about one that was really impacted me as a child, this movie called Old Yeller. Boy, that was a movie. Um, I got into this conversation today because I saw that Tommy Kirk, he was a child who played in the Disney film Old Yeller. He also played in The Shaggy Dog. He died at 79. I would have seen Old Yeller. It came out in 1957, so I would have been six years old when I saw Old Yeller, okay? It's an American drama film produced by Walt Disney. It stars Tommy Kirk, Dorothy McGuire, Fess Parker, and Beverly Washburn. It is about a boy. I won't tell you the whole story. It is about a boy and a stray dog in post-Civil War Texas. The film is based upon a 1956 novel of the same name by Fred Gibson. Gibson also co-wrote the screenplay along with William Tunberg. The film's success led to a 1963 sequel, Savage Sam, which was based on a 1962 book by Gibson. So, in 1920, this film, Old Yeller, was selected for preservation into the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. This film was available to stream on Disney Plus when the service launched in November 12, 2019. I was actually shocked when I found out that Old Yeller is still playing. Really, I was shocked. I remember crying for days about this movie. Days I was crying. And I'm also sure that this movie was what convinced me that rabies vaccines were a good idea for animals, which I now know they're a horrible idea. But yeah... When you treat children like little adults, they get a lot of weird things in their heads that they may not exactly um, talk about, okay? So, yeah, then I looked up, there was another, I'm just going to go over a few of the bigger events in children's lives here in this country. There is a series of books called The Lonely Doll. The Lonely Doll tells the story of a doll named Edith who lived by herself with two teddy bears called Mr. Bear and Little Bear. They appear in her life. One day, Mr. Bear goes out for a walk, leaving the two alone in the house. He returns to find they have rummaged in a closet for dress-up clothing, smeared themselves with makeup, and written, Mr. Bear is just a silly old thing, in lipstick on the mirror. Mr. Bear proceeds to discipline both Little Bear and Edith, leaving Edith to worry that he will take Little Bear and leave. Mr. Bear assures that he will not. The Lonely Doll is the first children's book in a series by photographer and author Dare Wright. The story is told through text and photographs. 
It was first published by Doubleday in 1957. Went out of print for years, was reissued in 1998. They really want to bring these horror shows back, don't they? Okay, so they did it. They wrote 10 books starting Edith and the Bears. The nine, they've reprinted them all. Their titles like The Lonely Doll, Edith and Mr. Bear, A Gift from the Lonely Doll, Holiday for Edith and the Bears. <laughs> Quite a popular book. So. The book published in 1957 was originally recommended for girls aged 4 through 8. In this story, a doll named Edith invites two bears, two teddy bears, to live with her. And it gets really messed up really quick. This book has scenes where poor Edith is tied up by the bears, forced to play dress up while the bears watched, and then also gets spanked while the youngest bear is too scared to watch because his turn is next. And somehow Edith ends up begging Mr. Bear to stay with her, though she's been naughty. Mr. Bear agrees and says that he'll be around her forever. Shockingly, this was a hit with young girls and spawned nine additional books involving the same creepy and downright disturbing content. One could say that the 50s were a different time, but even then, this probably should have raised alarm bells. Snow White. The original version is called Snowdrop. Snowdrop chokes on a piece of the evil queen's apple and appears to die, so the dwarves put her in a glass coffin in a clearing. When the prince stumbles across her, he capt he's captivated so he goes to the dwarves and asks if he can have her corpse. They're like, WTF, no. So he steals it instead. As the prince's underlings are transporting the coffin, the piece of apple dislodges and she wakes up and she marries, and the, marries the prince. Snow White is a 19th century German fairy tale that is today known, for wild, known widely across the Western world. The Brothers Grimm published it in 1812 in the first edition of their collection, Grimm's Fairy Tales, and numbered as Tale 53. Snow White is Tale 53. I can't pronounce the original German title, so um, it's about Aurora isn't woken up by a kiss. She's jolted awake by the birth of her twins, which were conceived while she was asleep. Her rapist, the charming prince, didn't want to wake her up because he's married, so he just left her in the forest. I don't know about this stuff. When a, when a confused Aurora goes in search of her children's mystery dad, the prince's wife tries to kill them all. And the person went on to say, literally, no one is nice in fairy tales. So, Mulan, that movie was just out. It was a romance of the Sui and Tang in 1675. Mulan returns from the war to find her father has died while she was away. The Turkic Khan, who rules her area, having heard on the grapevine that she's actually a woman, summons her to his palace to become his concubine. But Mulan kills herself on her father's grave rather than betray his memory by becoming a sex slave. Tarzan. In Edward, 
Edgar Rice Burroughs' Jungle Tales of Tarzan, the adopted wild boy has a childhood playmate ape named Tika. But when he reaches puberty, he develops strong feelings for her. In the book, the apes are real apes, not wise-cracking gorillas. Tarzan gets insanely jealous and ends up fighting another ape called Tang for the right to mate with Tika, which is all kinds of strange and very, very un-Disney-like. Yes, Tarzan. They said that the guy, Johnny Weissmuller, who played Tarzan, who was really a woman beefed up on some pretty heavy testosterone back then. The name was, look up Johnny Weissmuller. They said that he was drunk and died in a bar or some other crazy story. But, yeah, that was, these Tarzans were actually some pretty heavy um, hormone use for the actors in those things. Cinderella, in the very old story, I can't pronounce it, but it translates to mean all kinds of fur collected by the brothers Grimm. A king is widowed and vows to marry only marry a woman who is as beautiful as his wife was. So he settles on his daughter, who disguises herself using furs to escape his attentions. In the 1812 version, her father sees through her disguise when he sees her pretty hands. It was his most lovely bride, who he then married, and they lived happily ever. And his daughter, Cinderella. I found another piece about Cinderella. It said, architectural story of unjust oppression has been reinterpreted in various films and literature and has even been used in psychological terminology. Though the ending remains the same in the less sanitized versions of the lore, the existence of the glass slipper has remained an unexplained error in oral transmission. In the early versions, the slippers were made of squirrel fur. When the prince was seeking his elusive love, he was, according to Brothers Grimm, almost tricked by the two stepsisters, both of whom cut off parts of their foot in order to fit into the slipper. It was only through the heavenly doves that the prince realized that the sisters were bleeding from their self-inflicted amputations. Furthermore, in a spirit of quasi-macabre comedy, some versions end with the stepsisters' eyes being pecked out by the same doves, thus allowing evil to be justly punished. Okay, I'm going to do one more here. <laughs> okay. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. I don't think I did that one. Yeah. With a premise... Already bizarre and faintly disturbing in itself, many versions of Sleeping Beauty actually end happily with a spell being broken by true love's kiss. However, Charles Perrault's version offers a bizarre addition, claiming that the prince's mother is an ogress with a tendency toward devouring little children. Perrault's Sleeping Beauty and her children narrowly escape being boiled and eaten thanks to the timely return of her husband and the kindly endeavors of a palace servant. Even so, the most disturbing recession of this story is the one in which the prince, captivated by the sleeping princess's beauty, assaults her while she sleeps. The princess awakes, gives birth to twins, but the prince has long gone. Well... I think that it's time to stop treating children like many adults. 
They should not be on social media unsupervised. They should be under the wings of caring adults and people who care for them. There has been a war on women, children, and Muslims. How could I make it any more clear? It's up to all of us to circle the wagons. These little ones are going to need every single one of us to stand up and be tall. Pick up an extra bag of rice when you're out. Some little kid may need some help here down the road in the near future. The children are going to be suffering along with the most vulnerable right now. It's up to all of us to circle the wagons. And you would be surprised if you get yourself off of social media how much brain power you will have to be thinking of simple things for the future to help the children. Did you know that you probably should get at least a 2500 lumens flashlight? That, that size flashlight will give you a range of over a third of an acre. You need to have visibility. Do you have fire extinguishers in your home? You don't want to be calling in the firemen. Remember, you want to stay out of contact with people. I have never owned a fire extinguisher in the 70 years I've been alive. I now own two. I follow what that voice in my head says, and it says, get these extra things and get them out and prepare for the most vulnerable. They're going to need all of our hands on deck. Goodbye for now and be safe out there.
If you believe that children are our future, please support the Creda Foundation. Visit our website now at www.creda.org.uk and find out more about our work. Help us safeguard the future of our world by ensuring that the next generation gets the best possible start. The Creda Foundation. The future is in your hands.